What's up, everybody, and welcome to another Seven Figure Photographer Live. Say hi, Mia. <laughs> okay, everybody, say hi to Mia. Mia's here. She's covered up with her Grogu blanket. It's cold today. I don't know why. I don't well, because we have. Okay, so today, if time were a currency, would you be financially <laughs> responsible? I'm guessing if you're already financially irresponsible, you may not be great with time already, right? Have you ever considered how much time you waste on frivolous activities, like on a regular basis? I try not to. You try not to. I try not to either. But sometimes it's when you really take the time to look at it, it's really, really like humbling, like how much we waste our time. But I'm going to switch over to <laughs> our introduction. Sure. What's up guys, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Sam Marvin and I've been in the photography industry for 25 plus years. While I love being a creative, business is my passion and elevating the industry of photography is my focus. I created the Seven Figure Photographer to share my journey to seven figures and help others find their way too. Okay, hopefully, hopefully this will work out. So. I'm going to give you some things to think about. Tim's officially here, so we can go now. And Tim knows we can't start without him. If you want to get some idea or some information on your own business, sign up for a free coffee with Sam at the sevenfigurephotographer.com forward slash coffee with Sam. But it's a free 30 minute consultation where we're just going to sit down and talk about your business and see if there's anything that I can give you quick input on what you need to fix or uh, offer you some options as far as like the, the opportunities we have or with coaching and that kind of stuff. So again, welcome everybody. So I want you to think about this question. If you had to pay rent on the time you get, what would that be like? Have you ever considered how many minutes are in a year? Well, 525,600 minutes in a year interesting concept, right? It's a lot. So if you make an average income of $52,560, that breaks down to $26.28 an hour. If you're working 40 hours a week and you work 50 weeks a year. Now I'm not dumb. I know there's 52 weeks in a year, but this is something I've kind of been going through with my pricing or my cost of doing business. Cause I base it on a 52 week year, but realistically, like most people are going to take a week or two off. Most people in any working environment have a week or two off. Hopefully that's just based on 50 weeks out of the year, $26 and 28 cents an hour to hit $52,560 for the year. Now that breaks down to when you go down to the minute, that means that if you just got a check at the beginning, like January one, for $52,560 and you were like, okay, for every minute that you live this year, you have to pay me 10 cents, right? Or God, whatever, whoever, I'm not getting yeah, into the, like, yeah. like into that, but consider that like, that's the equivalent to like, so if you make $52,560, that means that you get 10 cents a minute. Like, do you remember old, just... like, <laughs> that's kind of what I, I think about. And it's so funny because I used to like, okay, so I used to do this all the time. Back when I was a kid, we had long distance for, I'm pretty sure all of you guys remember this. And that's the way cell phone plans used to kind of start out with was like how many cents a minute. And I remember like we had this, this stellar deal of 10 cents a minute on our <laughs> phone plan, right? Yeah. Well, like when I was a kid, 
like the next town over, like 20 minutes from us was long distance. And I, for some reason, I always had girlfriends in other towns. And so like, I would call their phone number and find out that like, it was a long distance call. Right. And, but see back then you didn't, you only had to dial the one plus 208 if you were dialing a long distance. So I would get in a lot of trouble because I'd call my girlfriends and, and I'd talk to them on the phone for hours, you know? And I remember I used to be like, okay, like if I hang up on you, <laughs> it's because my mom walked in, right? <laughs> How I didn't know that my mom wasn't going to get the phone bill at the end of the, end of the month and scream at me and want to kill me because her phone bill was like three or $400 extra. Oh my gosh. So I think my mom was really adept to paying for phone bills because like that was the thing. Like one of my best friends moved from Middleton to New Plymouth, which is only like 25 minutes difference. And it's really like the, the actual distance to like, if you were like straight from his house to my house was only like maybe 15 miles, like maybe 20 miles. Not bad at all. So it wasn't that far, but he was my best friend and he moved to, and so it completely cut off like communication because I couldn't just call him because it was long distance. And I had to get special permission when I wanted to call. But my point in this is like, that's 10 cents a minute. Like that means that to watch a 30 minute Netflix costs you $3. That's not including what you're paying out of that salary or that money to, to purchase Netflix, which has, is now, do you got a calculator? Calculate this one for me. I think my wife said that it's gone up to like 21 or $22. So then you have to take that into consideration. Like what's $22 divided by 30. It's almost like a dollar a day. Almost not quite. I know I, I'm not that bad at math. I'm just trying to generalize it to make it easy. Okay, so 75 cents a day. So then that basically, I mean, 30 minutes, if you just watch 30 minutes, that's $3.75, right? Now, here's an even better one. That means that it costs $48 to sleep eight hours. That is money well paid, though. Money well spent. Spent, yeah. yeah I think that. somebody forgot that. <laughs> so, but when you think about it like that, then it's like, okay... So how do I get this time back? Well, the reality is time is one of those things that you can't ever get back. Can you extend your time? You can't get back the time that's already spent. Can you extend the time you're here on earth? Hopefully, but you could stop sleeping. Like, you, yeah, but that might, that might lessen your time on earth. <laughs> but I think, I think about it, like how many of us really do frivolously, like just roll over, hit the snooze button and sleep till 12 or one o'clock. Hopefully nobody takes offense to that because I know some, some people do that, it is but whatever. Self-love sometimes. But and sometimes you have to do that. Like I get it. Like sometimes you have to do that. Now I went a little bit further and I was like, okay, what about somebody with an average income of one hundred and thirty-one thousand four hundred dollars? I know that's like, how do you say that's an average income? It's not really an average income. It's just a number I picked. The reason I picked it is because the math works out really well for me. <laughs> so. That breaks down to $65.70 an hour. So if you're working 40 hours a week, 50 weeks a year, it's $65.70 an hour. So those are your hours. Those are the days of the week that you're like, which we spend more time at work than we do at home with most people, most anything. We spend the time at home sleeping. That's eight hours, then eight hours at work. So that's two thirds of our day already. So what do we do with the other eight hours? Right? Yeah. Okay. So $65.70, that breaks down to 25 cents a minute. So for a whole year, 525,600 minutes divided by, or 131,400 divided by 525,600 minutes, 
it comes out to 25 cents a minute. Okay. Okay. That's a lot of, like, that's a lot of money, right? So I'm now paying to clean my house. You are. Yay. Like, you, you think about it, you, if you take an hour to clean your house, that's Every how much? Day at least, yeah. Huh? That's, Every day at that least. would be $15. My kids <laughs> need to start paying me. <laughs> okay, so now here's what's fun a single 30 minute show on Netflix is $7.50. How many of us actually sit down and binge watch a whole thing of Netflix? Or how many of us sit there and watch? <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for this one. Uh -oh. but Michelle like, is on here. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm going to get in trouble with, uh, with somebody else on this one. Watch, um, what's that cooking show that's <laughs> with, oh. uh, that's constantly going? Oh, yeah, the Hell's Kitchen? Yeah, no, it's not Hell's Kitchen. What's the one that Bart watches constantly? Like, and I get it. Like, that's yeah. in your, like, relaxed time. I, unfortunately, my relaxed time is even still too much work. <laughs> But, yeah, and there's obviously, there's a negative balance. Like there's an imbalance, I guess is what that would be called. So next I want to talk about opportunity cost because opportunity cost is the loss of potential gain from other alternatives when one alternative is chosen. So for instance, if you have a regular day job and you get paid $15 an hour, technically it's not like you can just go into work a little extra and make extra money instead of watching Netflix, right? So a lot of people are stuck in that, that daily grind of, I go to work for my eight hours a day, I come home and I sit on my butt for eight hours or I do things around the house. Sometimes we make a lot of really valuable choices and then there's also the sleep time. So there's not a whole lot of extra that you can do. But the choices, like how many times are we at work and we take advantage of that time and then we're you know, which we're typically taking advantage of somebody else in that time. But if you're your own business and you're working eight hours a day, but you're spending a lot of those eight hours, which surprisingly we did, we pulled the numbers about emailing, like how much time people spend going and checking their email back and forth throughout the day. And I think that the average, national average ended up being a total of, Two full weeks a year spent just checking emails. And I think it was $15 or 15 hours of pay period. It was something crazy. It was ridiculous. It was, yeah, we were both shocked. It was crazy ridiculous. And so, like, when you're working for somebody else, there's not a whole lot you can do about this. You're kind of stuck in the rat race. This is really kind of where this all comes down to. You're stuck in the world of, I just do what I'm told. And hopefully... You're doing something else on the side, which a lot of you guys, some of you are like have your business on the side and are working a regular job. I kind of feel bad because I'm kind of picking on you because you're working a regular job, but um, it's all I, good. I'm, I'm giving she, but she also has a business on the side. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's that. So opportunity costs, what opportunities are you missing when you sleep an extra hour? One of the things that I thought about is like, okay, well, what if I, what if I chose to only sleep seven hours a night or six hours a night? Because a REM cycle is only three hours, right? It's, Something like that. I think that's what it is, a REM cycle, which is your deepest state of sleep or a cycle where, because we have a tendency to sleep a full cycle and then wake up. And so if you sleep six hours, you're actually more refreshed, more fulfilled than if you sleep six and a half or seven hours. Typically, like I've noticed when I naturally wake up in the morning, which is tip, like oftentimes right around 6.30, 6.45. Like if you were to just sit up right then, you will actually be more refreshed than 
letting the alarm go till 7.30 and then hitting the snooze button six or seven times, falling asleep in between. Because you're really, you're just you're like messing favors. stuff up. So, yeah. so when you sleep an extra hour, what I was thinking is like, okay, what, what can you do with that extra hour? Or maybe you sleep, you sleep two hours less. What can you do with that extra two hours? So I was thinking like, what can you do to buy time back? Which is like, I could be healthier. I could choose better food choices, but I could also go to the gym with yeah. one of those hours and kind of help my body stay focused. Now I've seen people that were super healthy and swimming and biking miles and miles a day, kill over dead. Like it's, it still happens. There's yeah. nothing that you can do when it's your time. It's your time. I mean, that's, that's all that's outside of this. What opportunities are you missing when you binge watch a whole season on Netflix? Like I, I get it. Like I've, there's been a couple of things that I don't do it very often, like hardly ever, but there are some shows that I've gotten into and I've literally spent <laughs> all night wa watching like the whole season. Like it happens. But what other opportunities are you missing when you plan your time poorly? This is one that specifically hits on me. I'm a poor planner of time. Something that we're working on. You're, really, you're doing really good hard. at it lately. So what are some of those things? Now, the idea here and the hope is that you guys will recognize like the importance of like how if money really was a currency, like if you really had to pay for your time, like every minute that went by, you had to pull out a quarter and say, here you go, here you go. Or every hour you were like, well, here's $15. <laughs> like, think about it. Would you, would you be a little bit more conscious of it if you had to literally like pay money every time? Yeah. You're not. You're, there you are. That's, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for you to answer. Yeah. Okay. I, was there, I was thinking of the things that I could do. Yeah. So, so just be more aware of your time. Now, ultimately the goal in business is to work on your business, not in your business. Now as photographers, that becomes really challenging because there's so much that we do, but ultimately if you can focus on building a business that is scalable and that is, you have like all the things in the processes and systems taken care of to where you can actually grow a business and not have to be there all the time, or maybe be there less and accomplish the same amount in a shorter period of time than in like, like what I do, where I've found like, I just have a tendency to work when I feel inadequate. And so like, I don't, I'm not even necessarily doing valuable things. I'm just working hard. Like I'm not moving the needle for it. I'm just working because I feel inadequate about something else that I do, which is, that's a whole nother topic. That's like, that's a whole nother, whole nother <laughs> thing. But when you can make sure that in your business, you start to develop systems and processes, you can buy back your time. And some of the ways that you can buy back that time is to just be more definitive and planned out in what you do, but also like with outsourcing. So one of those things that actually one of the guys that I work with that works with me on seven FP stuff, like he was frustrated with me and I was like, I'm really sorry. Like I, I have a 30 day lead challenge going on right now and I still have other businesses to run and I still like, I'm getting up early and going into work early every day. And I'm still not like, I'm still struggling with like how I plan stuff. Like, like, I mean, to be brutally honest, like when I'm doing my 30 day lead challenge, I'm struggling on getting my topics for this planned. And we all know that those aren't well planned in the first place. And so like all of it's piling up and he was frustrated with me. And I was like, I was like, I, he, he was kind of asking me like, you know, is there anything I can do to take some of the stuff off your plate? And I said, honestly, 
I just need to be, I need to create a better system for how you do what you do. And I said, you already upload stuff to me. So why not instead of me, I, I'm comfortable with him and I know that he does a good job already. So why don't I just put more into your lap of instead of you just uploading it to Google, you upload it directly to the podcasting platform. And so then that takes out some of the, the challenge and some of the stuff for me. And that just creates a better system. So again, buying back your time by outsourcing, like some of those things end up hurting me because they just kind of go by the wayside, but instead I can actually outsource or have somebody else take care of those for a much smaller fee than what it costs me in my time. And that's the other thing is what I want you to consider is if your time is worth a certain amount, and this is where you break it down to your hours in the workday. So if you have in your cost of doing business decided that you're willing to work 10 hours a week or 40 hours a week or 60 hours a week, take your total income that you pay yourself. So let's just say for fun, we did that $133,000 broken down to $62.50 an hour, right? Or $62.75 an hour, wherever it was. If it costs you more, like if it takes you three hours to do it, which three hours times 62.50 is? 188.25. 188.25. And you could pay somebody $25 to do it and you get back three hours of your time that allows you to make money in those three hours. That's where your opportunity cost becomes more valuable one way versus the other. So sometimes it's, it's about outsourcing. Sometimes it's about hiring an employee that can do it for you. I actually, this question came up in, I think it came up in the 30 day lead challenge yesterday about like, when is it right to hire an employee? Like, what should I look for? And sometimes I don't think that it's necessarily about hiring an employee. Sometimes it's just finding the one thing that is hurting you the most, or the one thing that you're just not doing the best and getting the right person to just take care of that one thing. And that could be like with a virtual assistant or something like that. Now, the next part I'm going to talk about is how to effectively create what's called passive income. So passive income is income that requires minimal labor to earn and maintain. It's also called progressive passive income when the earner expend, expends little effort to grow the income. Now this is stuff like, let's just go really simple. Yeah, I said the word. A vending machine, okay? A vending machine takes and does all the work for you. It's like a, it's like a store in a box, like a convenience store in a box, right? You find a place, put it up, it stays in that one place. All you have to do is go collect the cash and put more soda in it, right? Or pop, what it, everybody calls it different on different parts of the country, okay? If it's put in the right area, it generates cash flow and you don't have to do anything except for monitor it once a month, right? Yeah. Okay, so there's a general idea. Now, what I wanted to do is I was like, okay, well, let's talk about passive income opportunities in photography. Now, for those of you who are just still trying to grow your photography business, let's focus on getting that done first. For those of you who are doing well in your business and you want to take on stuff like passive income opportunities, these are some great options. So most of them are not ones that I've ever done anything with. For instance, stock photography. If you guys have a camera and you take pictures all the time, it's really pretty simple to just start keywording your pictures and you can work with other companies like Adobe Stock Images. There's other companies out there that pay better and you can basically upload stock photos uh, for 
other people to buy and then you get a percentage of whatever it sells for okay another one is templates all photographers buy templates if you make them put them up for sale and as long as you have people around it can generate passive income is it great passive income I don't know. It depends on how well you promote it. Education and course sales. That's one of the things that I do. That's what seven figure photographer is much. Most of it is about that. That's kind of how we generate income for that is creating education and course sales. I also do a lot of free stuff, which is to just generate the following so that I have people to sell to. Okay. Also presets. Again, that's another one that like people sell them all the time. You can do this really easily if you just, Record your presets or your actions, put them into one place and create a gated entry or whatnot. Put it on your social media, buy my actions, and it's literally just a download file. You do it once, you never have to do anything with it other than promote it, and you can make passive income on it. Now, just to give you an idea, like if you wanted to make an extra $10,000 a year with passive income, that's only equivalent to $27 a day. Okay? Really? Yeah. That's a fun way to look at it. Right? So if you think about it, then that means that let's just round it up to uh, 30. That would be $300 a day would generate $100,000 in passive income. Or $270 a day would generate $100,000 in passive income. Okay? So there's a lot of things you can do. And ultimately, you can treat your time more like money when you can create passive income what you're doing is you're buying yourself more time to enjoy the things that you want to do. Passive income is literally making money while you sleep. Like when you have nothing else you have to do for us, like one of the passive income options we have is our escape room. We do have to spend a little bit of time promoting it, working with the employees and the manager. But for the most part, we have a business that generates 30 to $50,000 of passive income. That's just money that goes into our pocket. And we literally, like now we have it better than we've ever had it just because we bought the escape room out. We were partners in it and then we bought it out for my sister. And now it's just a business that we've changed to run like a business instead of running like a family thing where we all had to work. We have employees, they do their job and the money comes in and the money goes out and we just collect. And that's all like, we don't have to do anything except for little things. When things break, we go in and take care of it. But that's even still something that I can hire somebody that is responsible for taking care of that. And it's all done. Like we can create systems and processes. So when things need taken care of or issues need to be resolved, they take care of. But for the most part, we do very little to nothing with that business and generate income. So if photography is your pass passion and you can't create a whole lot of passive income opportunities within that, create passive income opportunities outside of that. Remember, it is going to take a little bit of setup time and a little bit to get going, but as long as you create a true passive income stream, then it is something that you're going to put little effort into and you're going to get maximum return. And ultimately, you can increase or decrease, I guess, what it costs you per minute to live. Because when you think about it now, technically, if you, well, the only way that you could really classify like what your minutes per life is, is by going what you need to live. So what, what you have to have, or for instance, what your, your actual work time. So if you have a job where you put the time in and you get a direct result, an hourly wage for that job, then that, that is basically what you would classify or you'd take. So let's just say, for instance, it's a, 
it's 50,000 or 56,560 dollars i can't remember which one it was for that to to be 10 cents a minute and then you just divide it out by four or 50 weeks times 40. that's kind of all confusing and convoluted but the math was there it's pretty simple to think about <laughs> so so there's some thought for you i hope that was a fun like that was kind of more my objective today not to make it something super informational other than just like i want you to put some perspective or some thought into what your time really costs do you have anything to add to that mia you're on screen i'm on screen no i think it's cool carrie said that she likes to think about it in um not in dollar terms but rather about in terms of how much more time she would have with her family and friends etc yeah and that's a good way to look at it too and i think it makes me just think about even when you're with, like when I'm with my kids, like we're cleaning or we're running around in the car, getting a kid one place to another and what kind of quality time am I actually giving them? Because that is one of the most important things to me, time with my kids. So if I'm paying top dollar for that, I want to get the most out of that. So making that quality time when I do have it. Yeah. But I mean, like you think about it. I remember when I was growing up, Saturdays were always the cleanup days. Like we would always, that was the day that we cleaned up at the house and I hated it, which if you teach correct principles about like clean up your space during like, as you go along every day and then you have rewards of as long as your room is clean, yep. then Saturdays we can spend with the family. The other thing you can do is you can be like, okay, well, what are the opportunity costs? Like how much time am I missing out spending with my family? by focusing on cleaning my house or teaching my kids to clean the house. And I get it. There, there's some really important lessons in teaching your kids that, but at the same time, like that balance, can you balance that? Is there something like, could you, can you incentivize that or can you pay a housekeeper? I know that's like a long, but, but realistically, Once my boss gives me a raise, I can pay for realistically, like having a housekeeper, like sometimes that's only $150 a week or 200 bucks. Like, I don't, I don't know like where the breakdown works, but you might just have somebody that comes in and does like simple stuff like the laundry yeah. or those things so that you can spend more time with your family. I think it's really interesting because right now we have such a really, such a cool aspect. Like I love, I, I'm not a huge fan of doing the yard work. I love my lawn to look well and my son doesn't do a good enough job mowing the lawn. However, that is something that we're going to for, we're going to require him to do this year just because I want to teach him the, the uh, work ethic and I want him to understand like how to mow a freaking lawn when he gets older. <laughs> and so, but typically like I'll pay people to come in and do those things because for me, my time is more valuable than that. Instacart or DoorDash, those kinds of things are ways that you can really eliminate a lot of your time. Like for instance, going out to eat, like it's always a bigger affair than if you just had dinner at home, but somebody has got to cook the dinner. So what's your opportunity cost? Like what opportunities are you missing out on? by making dinner instead of ordering dinner and having it brought in or having a, a private chef or something like that. Of course, those are all a lot of like possibly hoity-toity, whatever snooty things. But when you think about it, like if going to the store and getting groceries is just one of those things you have to do, but you hate doing it, like make it, set it up on, on uh, Instacart, order your stuff off Instacart and enjoy your time. Pay a little bit of extra for it so that you can focus on the things that you love or the places you want to be. So it, that's exactly right. It's, it is, it does come down to time with your family and whatnot, but I also like, and I know I'm going to hurt or like ruffle some, feathers. ruffle some feathers. I know that like 
like, and that's like, you have to have your values. Like your values do have to be like, it's more important to spend time with your family. And I'm not pointing at Carrie. I'm not pointing at anybody specifically, but at some point, like when you're running a business and you use that as your excuse for why you're not progressing and I'm not, nobody would actually use that as, Oh, I'm not progressing because I want to spend more time with my family. But oftentimes I see it where people do like things won't happen or they'll use that as kind of a springboard for why they can't do things. And then, and I get it. It's a different world for moms, especially because they do have that, that maternal instinct and that drive. But at the same time, like, like if you want to be successful in your business, you have to manage that properly and you have to be able to say, okay, well, I want to spend time with my kids, but they get this time. And then, then that means that the time that your kids are away, you just have to make that maximum capable, like efficiency during that time. So that that's not being used as a crutch or a, I guess it wouldn't be a crutch. It would be like a tripwire. <laughs> Again, not to, not to, pick on anybody specifically, you know, I have my own things that I use as excuses. We all have, and I'm not saying that using your family is an excuse is an excuse because it is a legitimate thing. Like I, my poor son struggles because I, you know, I work so much. And then when I come home, I'm just tired and I don't want to go out and play basketball sometimes and don't want to do things or, you know, but it, he's the one that suffers. And then ultimately for me, I have times where I'm just like feeling like, oh my gosh, his life is almost like, like his life as my, my child is almost passed. Yeah, you've got four more years with him. I know. Since he's done. Sorry, Michelle. Yeah, I got, what is that, four more summers? Yep, that's it. And that's crazy to think about that. So, and I, like, I get that and that's hard. And you certainly would be better off to be on the other side of things. Like, like you can't ever be like, oh my gosh, I spent too much time with my kids. Like, I feel like it's going to hurt me more because I'm going to have regrets. And I think those regrets are harder. So I think that's where it comes back to balance. Yeah, it does. It is. It's very much about balance. But again, don't use it as an excuse. Just balance it properly because you have so much potential. I mean, I did like I was the stay at home dad before Rylan went off to school and I still worked my business and there was a huge jump in the in my business once he did go off to school, but I still made, um, th those were my most successful years or mo my biggest growing years, not my most successful years, but my biggest growing years. I killed it in business because as soon as he went off to school, I made every minute between the time that he yep. went to school and got home count. And I made it count hard and I really killed it in business when that happened. So my horse counts as a kid, right? Uh, no. <laughs> I gave her the yep. <laughs> no, that does not count, goat lover. <laughs> Mia would probably never get anything done if she had a goat. So I just send her TikToks of goats all the time. So, okay, that's all I got for you guys today. I hope it was fun. Hope it was intuitive or thoughtful or something. Yeah. Thought provoking, yeah. Thought provoking. And any other, does anybody have any questions? I'm going with Mia's answer. Tim says, I started laying someone last year and it's now... Uh, the lawn at my studio, or what? Because Last he started paying year, somebody to it, mow the lawn at his studio. It oh. just did not come out right. Love having the extra two hours of my life's life a week back. Yeah, and it is great. Sometimes it is really cathartic and like, I hope that's the right word, cathartic, like rewarding to go out and do that. But 
I'm not going to lie. Like it gets me so twisted up because I want it to look good on a certain day every week. Like, and I like just that, that consistency. So I get it. I pay for somebody to do that because it's like, it's, I just need it done. And I don't want to have that. Like, it's one of those things that just has to be done and it's easier for me to pay somebody to do it. So I totally am on board with you on that one. I'll go into the backyard for like hours on the weekend and just, it's my favorite. Yeah. Jennifer says she's, I'm a single mom. And when my kids were in high school, I decided that it was worth it to me to outsource grocery delivery, lawn care and housekeeping so that I could spend more time with them. I think that's beautiful. Absolutely. And that's, that's exactly. And so those those things, because typically you're going to do those things. And this is perfect for moms because typically you're going to do those things when the kids are either off to bed or they're at school, which is going to technically cut out of your time running your business. So though that's an excellent choice and yeah, it does cost a little bit more, but it does give you that opportunity to focus like your time for business on business and making money with that. So James yeah. says, I read that a bunch too. They were talking about Tim's type fast type. Oh, I read. <laughs> Sorry, my fast fingers yell. No, what I'm trying to say. It's, it's all right, Tim. You're, you're impotent. I mean, important. <laughs> oh my gosh. And we are done for the and day. And we're done. Okay. Peace out, Girl Scout. <laughs>